felt the cold tighten her muscles and scrape at her skin. Her brushed cotton pyjamas were no match for the savagery of the February weather, and she was shivering as she stumbled towards the French doors that led out to the balcony. The patchy light glittered on broken glass all over the floor, but the warning came too late. Her bare foot had come down on one sharp piece, and she felt it slice into her skin. Backing away on her heels, she dropped onto the bed again, seeing she'd left a trail of scarlet blood drips. Starlight caught on them too and made them look like jewellery. Gusts of wind kept sucking the doors shut and smashing them open against the walls. She'd have to fix them before any more glass broke. But she couldn't do that until she'd dealt with her foot. Careful probing with her fingers suggested the shard hadn't cracked inside her flesh. She pulled at the protruding piece, gritting her teeth against the small pane as the glass moved. The warm rush of blood that followed comforted her. She let it flow unchecked for a while, hoping it would be strong enough to wash out any dirt or tiny chip left behind. The sweet, metallic smell of the blood, mixed with hints of lavender from her crisp linen sheets, and the muddle of petrol, seaweed and salt that always rose to her top-floor flat from the city below. While the French doors continued to swing back and forth, expelling more chunks of broken glass each time, she reached for the box of Kleenex by her bed and made a pad of tissues, tucking the edges between her toes, then stuffed her feet into her old leather slippers for safety. Her dressing gown was draped over the chair at the foot of the bed, and she dragged it over her shoulders. Thick Shetland wool, woven in a mixture of greys and blues, it wasn't beautiful or alluring, but it had been made in a place where wind and cold were a lot worse than anything Southampton could offer, even on a night like this. Karen hoped it would be enough to keep her from hypothermia. As she tied the cord around her waist, her engagement ring caught in the coarse fabric. Diamonds glittered like the broken glass. Karen looked down at the stones for a second or two before pulling the ring painfully over her knuckle. If Will no longer wanted to marry her, why should she wear this uncomfortable symbol of his ownership? Naming him, even in silence, opened the way to a dark, cold patch in her mind, but she couldn't deal with it now. Not when she had to do something with the French doors, clear up the mess, put a proper dressing on the cut in her foot, and warm up enough to get back to sleep. Thick towels and some masking tape should cover the gaps in the glass, Karen thought, and she ought to be able to knock out the last few splinters from the glazing bars without cutting herself again, now that she was properly awake. When she crunched over the broken bits in her sturdy slippers, she saw why the doors had blown open. She hadn't clicked down the catch properly, let alone turned the keys at top and bottom of the frames, as she would once have done. A grim little laugh forced its way out from between her bitten lips. That was the trouble with being a psychologist. You could never let your own motives alone. Sometimes analysis helped. More often, it made you feel even worse. Karen had had to fight a long battle with her fears of how marriage might confine her, and how Will might try to impose his sometimes weird world view on her. She'd won, but the victory had been hard. Then yesterday... Barely a week after he'd given her the ring, 
he told her he'd changed his mind and didn't want to commit himself. Hurting and angry, she could see any number of reasons why her subconscious might have set up this icy mayhem for her new solitude. Freedom, Karen muttered to herself as she crouched with the dustpan and brush to scoop up all the nuggets, splinters and chips of glass she could find. Cleansing cold, rebirth, cracking through the barriers, opening the way to a new life, destruction, fury, punishment. But who did she want to punish? Will? Or herself? In that moment she couldn't be sure. Ten minutes later, standing under the powerful jets of her shower and reveling in the sensation of wet heat melting her gelid skin, she stopped being a psychologist and let go once again. She hadn't cried in front of Will when he'd said he was leaving her, nor had she sworn at him.